real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Big Birkin bag, whole five, six figures. Stripes on my ass, so he call his pussy cigar. Fucking on a scamming ass, rich ass nigga. Same group of bitches, ain't no ass to the picture. Drop a couple rights, watch his ass get thicker. Drinking on licking, I'm licking at your nigga. If it's funny, why he can eat it like a snicker? I ain't got time for you fake ass hoes. Talking all loud in them fake ass clothes. Fake ass shoes, match that fake ass cold. I'm the realest bitch ever see snake ass hoes. What up though? May 10th, 2019, episode 160. Happy anniversary to me. Yesterday marked the third year anniversary of the iHeartMiko podcast. And I'm so proud of myself for pushing through and not giving up because it's been tough. But the journey has been enlightening and it's been amazing. And it's all because of my listeners. And so I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to rock with me. Um, I started my podcast journey three years ago because I was fired by CBS. Um, they didn't want your girl saying the things that she wanted to say, but I, I, I wasn't happy anyways. I wasn't happy on the radio because of that. There were certain things I couldn't say, certain things I couldn't do. You know, I was in Miami. They was trying to muzzle me and not say Ryan Tannehill sucked. And and it was annoying me. And, and I didn't like corporations. I don't like corporations being behind media opinions and influence because that doesn't that's not true that's not what the art is about you know it's about truth and also opinion with education behind it. and I feel like if you're going to do this you should be able to say exactly how you feel and there shouldn't be any type of muzzles or banning of any subjects or topics and rules and all this dumb shit that sponsors don't want you to say because it hurts their brand and that's just not what media is about and uh, everybody seems to repeat the same shit all the time. I do my best to try to watch other shows just so I can give you guys better content now. I never used to watch these other shows, but I try to watch now so that I can see what everybody else is doing and, and do it better and give you more quality um, input and opinions about everything going on in sports and, and, and the world, not just sports. You know, I try to talk about everything and everybody's so afraid to buck the system. And so I decided to create my own lane. There's nobody doing what I'm doing. Nobody has the voice that I have. No one was professional before and then married a pro and also in media. So I feel like I give a completely different opinion than a lot of people. And no, I'm not always right, but I'm always myself. And for you guys to continue to rock with me and listen to me for three years it means that I'm supposed to be here, so I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. And um, I got a couple of requests for my three-year anniversary. From a lot, there was a lot of different people that you guys wanted on, but one of the people that um, that stood stood out to me, and, and I hadn't had him on in a very long time, is a guy that everybody calls some dude. Anytime ESPN is stealing his his information, stealing his tweets, stealing his Instagram posts, reposting things that he's already said, they always say some dude. They never give him any credit. So I'm here to give my homie his credit and his flowers while he's here. So without further ado, here's a dope conversation with me and Cuffs the Legend. Cuffs the Legend, welcome to the iHeartMiko podcast. Well, should I say What's welcome? Up? I should say it's welcome you. back. You've been here a couple of times. Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. It's been a minute, and we got to catch up on so much stuff, and I don't want to keep you long. I know you have a new gym. I first want to say congratulations. What an incredible yeah. gym it is. I haven't been there, but just off of Instagram, it looks dope as hell. Please tell my listeners about your gym and, and your goals and your dreams with it. Man, it's been um, it's still it's still very much so surreal. Like it's been a, it's been something I put, I put a lot of my time and resources into for a lot of years, and it finally came to fruition for me. So I'm just trying to get back to the youth, man. So it's, I'm just developing kids all the way up to the pros. Like everybody, everybody coming to the Savage Lab now. So mm. um, we got one of the best you know facilities in North Carolina right now. So like I said, a lot of people starting to. Uh, you know, they're starting to notice what I got going on. They're seeing it on social media and Instagram. And it's, it's but the word is really spreading like wildfire. So I'm just, I'm just blessed. Like I said, I wake up every morning just like, I just pinch myself. Like, I, it's like, this is something I wanted to do for a long time. I've been grinding. I've been putting a lot of work in, building my, uh, my brand and stuff with the player development stuff, basketball related. And mm -hmm. now it's like I said, I, everything's rolling. I got a, I'm literally here right now. I got like 25 kids 
in the next room oh. right now and, and our other it's, it's crazy. Wow. I always tell people all the time, like the day you plant the seed is not when you eat the fruit. And you planted this seed a long time ago. I I was just watching you, you know, I follow you. We've been we've known each other thirteen years now, I feel like. Yeah, it's been a long we, time, yeah. We started in a group chat when group chats was emails. Back in the Blackberry days. Blackberry yes. yes. Way back in the day, we we became friends. We have never met still to this day, which I'm holding you responsible for. I have attempted to link up with you, but it just hasn't worked out. But I've just been watching you and you crack me up when you post the videos of the the trainers with the kids, having them doing the goofiest shit. (laughs) That shit is comedy. Why did you start posting that? Like, is it basically you trying to let people know that stop wasting your money? Yeah. Like, go ahead. Yeah, because like, I, mean, I feel like you're cheating the game. So like, I didn't, like, started out as a joke, but at the same time, it's serious because it's like, you got guys that's really purists and they basketball purists and they really live and breathe this game. And then you see those guys like making a mockery of the sport that we love. So it's, I started to shine a light on it and then a lot of NBA guys and real recognized players started saying the same thing and started like retweeting my tweets and started like saying similar things that I was saying. And it's like, it started spreading around social media. And now it's actually become a thing to where people literally on a daily basis, they'll send me stuff in my inbox or they'll tweet me stuff or they'd be like, look at this bullshit workout these dudes doing. Like, I like, yo, it's, it's a circus. Like, I, I hate yes. this for that. Shout out to all the real like player development guys really working with kids and they're not just doing this for the cloud and for the Instagram thing. Like I, I tell people all the time, like if Instagram did this, this, I'll still be doing what I'm doing every day. Right. Like I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you know, I, I have a, a vision of, of opening my own gym. I'm not gonna be like you though. I can't handle kids. I'm too mean. I'm way too, like, you got to do it right. Like, I'm more on the, like, college pro level. I want to open my gym so that I can have, like, college and pro workouts. Like, really just for people to, like, play a lot of pickup, you know, rent the gym to get some shots up. I want to have a weight facility and all that. So I'm going to be picking your brain once my husband retires and gives me the the, the bread to build my own gym because – I've been looking around, and, and there's a lot of different gyms. I'm in L.A. right now, so, you know, this is this is gym heaven right here. So, oh, yeah, I am about to say, it's a hotbed. That's a hotbed for basketball players. Yeah. Kids, so, like, yeah, it's, it's a great, like, fortunately, I live in North Carolina, so, like, this is a basketball state. This is a hoop state. They call it that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm fortunate. There's a lot of kids, a lot of mm-hmm. youth here, college kids, high school kids. They all come to me. So, like, yeah, it, it worked out very well. Well, good. Well, so we're going to get into the shit of it. Um, Today is my (laughs) three-year anniversary episode, so I'm so happy that you're joining me, and thank you. Shit. Yeah. Three years. Can you believe it? I can't believe I'm still on Instagram. I'm off Twitter. They didn't kick me out of there. But you are are you off Twitter? I've been, yeah. I I, I typed your thing in the other day, and I didn't see it. I didn't realize that that happened like, yeah, they like got they, me they out yeah for threatening somebody threatening to spit on somebody i'm like do you know the things that come through my <laughs> my mentions that, that i get threatened with and i get i get kicked off for threatening to spit on somebody like it was just stupid but they put you in the, they put you in a penalty box basically i'm in there for, i mean i have another twitter but whatever it, it's not never gonna be known i'm just out here being disrespectful on the low to people <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I got to follow you. I ain't even been following you too. Damn, I need to follow you. I'm going to give you some eyeballs so you know it's me. But um, but I wanted to talk to you about, because I haven't had you on since your your team won the Super Bowl. Congratulations again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, that's, that's number six. I told him, hey, look, it was a crazy year because <laughs> it didn't look like it was going to unfold that way. Mm-hmm. But it's just, that's, that's the amazing thing about sports. Like, you know, everybody was saying my boy was washed. They were saying Brady, you know, he was washed. And Brady is again, washing. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say he's washed because he won a Super Bowl. He he's washing. washing. <laughs> yeah. He doing the laundry, my nigga. He out here. No, nah, I think he's going. I've seen my boy on Instagram the last couple of days, man. My boy's looking young, man. He's looking I, like he's looking real, he looking real spry. So I, I he was never spry. Pace. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he's, he got sneaky athleticism. You know what I'm saying? Like they call it. Like I think, I think, I think he's gonna. Um, 
I don't think he's done. Like, I don't think I'm, he's I don't think he is either. He's a quarterback. Like, he could totally play so much longer, and he's extremely smart because what I the reason I say he's washing is because you don't see him taking any of those risks he used to take. He's not taking any hits. If he thinks somebody's going to hit him, he's going down. He's just going to lay down and into the fetal position. Very smart. He's obviously cleaned up his diet. He's realized that's important to for longevity. And he's Tom yeah. fucking Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not like this, he wasn't already world class, you know? So I feel like he could probably play as long as his knees will hold him up. But will Belichick want him that long? Like, that's the question. Yeah, I think they, they surrounded him with a lot of weapons. I like I like the graphic he made. Uh, the Harry kid from Arizona State, I think that's going to give Brady another weapon. Uh, I hate to see I hate to see that Gronk retire, but I, I got a good feeling. He'll be that. back. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he'll be back. Probably Week eleven. Year. I think he just, Week eleven. Yeah, he want a little. <laughs> yeah, he want a little time off to go. Uh, Chase home. You know, make a couple. Yeah, make a couple uh, uh, porn hub videos or something. But uh, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll be back. Man, I I can't doubt you. I can't doubt the Patriots. Um, every year I never bet against them. I truly thought that you know. This year, I'm a Rams fan, so you already know I was cheering for my team. I didn't think yeah. that we were better than them. I'm not going to lie about that, but I was cheering for my team. And I think that any time you put New, you, New England has has Tom Brady, they can't be doubted. You know, that's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, you can't bet, can't bet against him. Yeah. Uh, no, he done proved that with the, with the Falcons Super Bowl. Like, you can't yeah. bet against him ever. He's, he's proved that, so congratulations to you. He's now – he got six now. He's up there with Jordan. He's also up there with um, uh, goddamn who was I talking about? Uh, J Lo, J Lo's in that discussion yeah, he, as well. Six. He up there with the whole. Sto- he up there with the whole still of the organization. Yeah, the whole That's organization. Crazy. Yeah, he he's out there with his six rings. It's no, it's never no disrespect. You know, I still don't think he's the best quarterback ever, but is I can't argue with you. I can't. I'm never gonna argue with you about it. I'm See, gonna give your, it to uh, you. It's your, it's your three year anniversary. I, I ain't gonna do that. Right Thank now. you. Let me have it. Let me have it. Um, a couple other football things before we get into the playoffs. The Browns, um, new acquisitions. They look like a whole new team. What do you think about um, all the moves they've been making? And do you think that the, the personalities will get in the way of them being a great team next year? I like it. I was actually in Cleveland two weeks ago, and I, I, I felt saw a little, you. You know, you yeah, you know how you're in the city, you can kind of feel like a little little buzz in the city. Like mm-hmm. I was in the malls and this old, you know, Odell Beckham jerseys and shirts everywhere. Like, I mean, I think it's going to be a good year for them. Like, um, like I said, they got a lot of weaponry. They got a lot of weapons, man. So it's going to be interesting to see how those guys fit. I mean, I think him and Landry going to be a perfect fit anyway, because they got history from LSU and they best friends. So I think it's going to click. Mm-hmm. Um, tight end. They got a good tight end. They got a good running game. Like they, they had a pretty good draft. Also. And yeah, they added defense, to the defense. So, yeah, I think they're going to be pretty good, man. But, but do you think the um, personalities are going to get in the way? Do you think there's going to be any type of fuckery that could cause them to be <laughs> beefing with each other? That's the you thing. know, there's a lot That's of the thing ego. Yeah, it's a lot of ego. It's a lot of guys with a lot of charisma and pizzazz on their team. So you never know how that works. They can go one or two ways. Like, we don't see any type of team before where they put like guys that they consider hotheads on the same team. So that shit can be like, this shit could be smooth or it could turn into like a volcano. So you you don't really ever know. But I'm actually group for those guys. Like outside of the Patriots, I, I'm actually group for the, the Browns because I said this when I was in Cleveland a couple weeks ago. I was there. I was like, yo, I was walking around and I actually said it. The people I was with, I was like, yo, they really, because they had Brown stuff everywhere in the city. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they really ride for a team like that, no that, other. That ain't been shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they don't win any games on a regular basis. Last year, the first year in a couple of years, they actually won a few games. Like, they went a couple of years where they didn't win but, like, one game, you know, mm-hmm. 0-16. I'm like, these people still loyal. Yes. So, like, I really I really respect that in the day and age of, like, a lot of bandwagon fans. fans. And, you know, we got the, we got the Warriors fans in the NBA. I talked about that in the barbershop today, how everybody just automatically cheer for the Warriors now. Like, nobody was rocking with the Warriors when Monty Ellis was there. <laughs> Steph Curry, but yeah, I think the Browns gonna um, they're gonna be explosive. Like um, the AFC is wide open. I think it's gonna be even more wide open. It's yeah. gonna be even more wide open than it was last year. Like the Colts gonna be good again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be wide open. So 
I've been, I've been an undercover okay. Browns fan for a while. I don't even know if you noticed it, but I've been, man, I try to get Brent to sign there so many times, but they just never outbid anybody else financially. And I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. now that he's not really into the whole, you know, I want to, I want to get paid what I'm mm-hmm. worth type of thing. I think he's yeah. realized that this league doesn't respect him in that way financially. And so, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, this year he'll be looking at a team for, you know, other things, you know, basically like wins. I want him to go somewhere that's successful. The Browns haven't been successful, but I think that next year they could be. And I just want him to be happy. I want him to to like win, like, you know, be on a winning team for a while. And, and you know, you never know. We could end up in, in Cleveland, man. I would be happy because I've, I've always loved their fan base. They've always fucked with me heavy on Twitter. <laughs> like, they fuck with me. And I'm just like, damn, I'm so happy for them. I'm I'm happy that they have a reason now. They haven't really had a reason to think they are in the run, in the hunt. And now it's Man, like let me, let me let me tell you, Rico, not to cut you off, but like when I was in Day City, I've been there before, but like I haven't been in like two years. When I was there, I was there for like four days, and I'm telling you, the people are so friendly in Cleveland, yes, Ohio. They're like, so awesome. Like Cleveland, I was in Cleveland and Akron, like both cities, like I went to different restaurants, you know, a couple of people knew who I was. Like, it was crazy. I was like, yo, y'all really, y'all really be on Twitter like that. Like, yeah. It was crazy. Like, yeah, but like people like, total, I'm saying like the total strangers though that I met, mm-hmm. like I asked questions like, yo, what's, you know, I was at a sandwich shop in real well known downtown. And I was like, yo, what, what should I order? And like, people was like, there was, People that work there was help. Like I was like, yo, these people, they, you know, nice. they don't happen a lot in most cities. Mm-hmm. Like you go to New York, different places, Rude. people real smug. Yeah. So like I, I, I root for the Ohio people, man. They, they blue collar people. Yeah. Now I saw you in Akron. I saw you at the school. How dope um, was that? Did LeBron man, give you the invitation, I, I, or you just pulled up? I got the plug, man. <laughs> you plugged. I'm so jealous. Some I want to go so bad. Some dude is plugged. Uh, some dude, man. Like, that shit is hilarious. Like, I just randomly say that sometimes. But people say it to me, like, bro, mm-hmm. like, we, we really walk around the school right now with some dude. Like, I had a, one of the parents of the AAU with me. They said it. They're like, yo, I'm really with some dude. I was like, yo, this shit crazy. But the school, like, like, you know, you saw the footage when he first opened the school. Mm-hmm. You saw it on the news, and, you know, but, like, actually, like, when you drive up to it, when you drive past it, it's, like, right on the same street as his old high school. So it was, like, literally, mm-hmm. like, two blocks away from St. Vincent, St. Mary. So, like, you, you ride by the, the promise school first. So, when you ride down the road, you can see it off the side of the road, like, pull right into it. And it looks like a castle. Wow. It's crazy. So, then, like, when you first walk in, like, the like the stairway, the way That's, they got the that stairwell. That shit looks like, like a fucking mansion, like like Scarface's like the, house. The pitch, yeah, exactly. It looks yeah. like a mansion-style setup. Like, yeah. The pictures don't do it any justice. Like, you you did something. better than the news did. Like Your footage was better because like, it gave me... <laughs> it was crazy Maybe that's footage. because it was already up and running and everything, so you know, it has like, like, like bodies and work and you know movement, but you your footage was pretty dope. I was like, wow. I want to yeah, go one day. Like, I had the kids, I had a bunch of the AAU kids and parents with me, so they was, like, everybody, when they walked in the front door, like, everybody literally had, because they got all the sh- all his game-worn shoes and all that on the walls, and, like, everybody literally was, like, I-, I posted a picture on my Instagram of the kids, like, all the kids, like, looking up, like, oh, wow. like, it was, it, it was, it was, a, it was a great experience, though, I, I wanted the kids to see that, like, the kids where I'm from, Damn, realize, the kids, like, you too, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, for the grown-ups, like, the grown-ups that was with me, we were all in astonishment, too. Like, damn, this is really, like, amazing school. Like, when you walk the halls and see, like, just the architecture and everything. Like, they really, like, he really invested a lot of his resources to that. And the people that's working there, they was nice. The people that gave us a tour, like, it, it was a great experience. Like, if anybody's in the African area, like, I would say just try your best to try to at least stop by. If you can't go inside the school, which is hard to do, I guess, you know, but like, if you unless you're some, that, outside, unless you're some dude, you could get in there. Some dude, you know, everybody don't think it's some dude ass, but it, it's, 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 it's a great experience though. That's pretty dope. I, I'm so proud of LeBron. I don't give a damn how much people hate on him. I'm going to love him forever. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what he does. Yeah, he's what I'm like, saying. Like, you saw, you saw him today, right? Today he was today he was actually at the school, and he mm-hmm. did. Um, it's funny because I've I seen the video he posted today showing that they, um, 
that they got a that Dick Sporting Goods basically uh, sponsoring the gym. Mm. While we was at the school doing the tour, the, the tour guide lady, she was telling us the exact thing. Like she didn't, she was mentioning how they bought the um bought the build the gym soon. That was like two weeks ago. That's crazy mm. how like today oh. I see everything come Already to fruition happened. with that. Crazy wow. the gym like a they spending a million dollars just building a gym for the kids like. Lit. That's why I tell people at this point, what is there to hate about it? What, what are you hating on? Like, I don't care what you don't like about his game or his moves. People still mad at him for going to Miami. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, people get is, out of people, here. It's a, it's a lot of people in this world. They're not really happy with themselves. They don't have any passion for them. They don't really have any ambition. They can't understand the mindset of somebody that that gives back and does things for others. Like they can't like the same thing I'm doing with this basketball facility. People can't. It's people where I live. Like there's a few people even in my area that still like low key just haters. Like just because it's somebody that's just because they not they're doing, not doing. They want it, they know? want to get they want to get rewarded for work they never did. Never did. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know I'm so glad that LeBron has a distraction because. We gonna get into the Lakers drama in a second. I got one more. I got one more football question to ask you before we tackle the playoffs and LeBron and Aisha and woo, uh, Kyler Murray, first round draft pick, decided not to go play baseball. Said no to almost five million dollars up front. Drafted first, going to Arizona. Have I know you watch a lot of college football? You know I don't. Yeah. First of all. Is he is he worth the hype? Is he should I believe the hype? I, I I'm not totally sold on like some of the other people that you know that was talking during the, the pre draft and all that. Like his size, I mean, I'm I'm not one of those guys that's like he's got to be this height or he's got to be this. But at the same time, he's very small. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 just anxious to see how he's going to adapt to the pro game. You know, because he's not a conventional just pocket passer. He likes to run around and scramble and dance around a lot. So I don't know if he can take that punishment, you know, running around, taking those hits. But he's a very intriguing prospect, like I said. And um, my only thing with the Arizona Cardinals situation is they don't really have a lot of weapons around him because Fitzgerald's getting up there. Yes. He's more of a possession receiver now. They don't really have a tight end like that. They got a pretty decent running back with Johnson, but – they don't really have a lot of weaponry around him that's going to like take the load off him early. He's rookie year, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to bring him along slow. So, um, but like I said, it's a black quarterback, and I always try to root for the black quarterback. So, cause you saw how Trump did when he didn't even mention him in uh, on Twitter. He mentioned Joey. He mentioned, he mentioned the uh, both of the Nick Bosa kids. Because he's didn't a say Trump nothing supporter. about the number one pick. Yeah, it's crazy as hell, man. It's but weird. Like I'm rooting for the kid. I re- I'm really rooting for him. Like I said. Um, but he he'll do a threat though, so I think that's that's where the game is kind of transitioning into now with mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, he, like Baker Mayfield, he can he can wiggle around a little bit too. So I, I think it's going to be tough though in the NFC yeah. uh, West. The, the 49ers are getting better. Yeah, he looks a little Rams right in the are, ass too, though. To me, yeah, he likes the ass. Like if I'm saying, so I don't know how he's going to take some, some hits on that sideline or trying to dance around. So. They're going to have to run the ball a lot. So I think the real pressure is going to be on uh, David Johnson. Johnson. Okay, they're going to be running him. They're going to be running him to death. Raggedy. Because <laughs> mm. he was hurt last year. He killed me. Yeah. King. I'm like, oh, damn, God. man. He's just they, they hurt. So. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens when you got – like they ran him into the ground last year too. But they gave up on Josh Rosen ass quick. That's, a, that's Quickly the now. thing about it. Like, and then the do- – what do you think about the him, Dolphins like, picking him up? Knowing this is supposed to be a tank well, for two a year, they just decided to just fuck I, I, it to pick him up. I, I just feel like the Dolphins never gonna matter anyway, no matter what group they make. They just one of them franchises. Just like they just can't seem to like get it right. You so, sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> like it just, it's just weird like that. Like they just yeah. can never just really get over the hump. Like they not. It's karma. They, not doing they treat anything. people bad. You know, yeah, Steven, long as Bel- Belichick and Brady there, they're not winning anyway yeah. in the AFC East. So they, they don't even belong in the AFC East. Like, that's the one thing I hated about playing with the Dolphins that three of our our division teams were all up in the Northeast and we're down here in Florida. So, when they come play us, Florida, it's like a yeah. vacation for them. <laughs> but we got to go up there three times. You would, you would think, you would think it'd be a line better where to be Tampa Bay, Miami Dolphins, 
Atlanta Falcons, Carolina, or Jacksonville, yeah, Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. It's crazy how they It's got three teams up. in Florida, and they're in yeah, the, the, different divisions. That's crazy. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins are definitely not uh, a team that's in the East. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, so let, yeah, let's let's switch this over. Let's talk about the the, the team that's already done. First of all, the the, the Bucks handled <laughs> business. Four uh, one got the Boston Celtics out of here. People, people was beefing with me, telling me that Boston was gonna go to the finals, and I was like, "Where? How? Nah, no leader. They don't have any leadership." They, first of all, <clears throat> who do you blame? Who do you who do you give the majority of the blame to for what happened to the Boston Celtics? The majority of the Boston Celtics blame is gonna land on the shoulders of Brad Stevens. Boom! Because, Ooh, this is why I fuck with I'm you. Not, <laughs> I'm not one of these coach killer dudes is always blaming coaches and stuff, but at the same time, I feel like Brad Stevens has been labeled a genius for so long, dating back to Butler when he took him through the championship game twice. Mm-hmm. So now he's in a situation where he came into the league with that reputation. Like, he's a genius. He's an X and O guy. He's an X and O wizard. And now he's in a situation where he has so much talent and so many pieces around him. And it's like the team did better last year without Kyrie Irving and Floyd Hayward. So you get those two get beaten five games in the semifinals of the East. Like, it don't matter. Right. But I think I think the issue with Boston this year is the first guy, like I said, you blame is Brad Stevens. But the second guy you have to blame is Kyrie Irving because he, he you know, he got in his feelings and wanted to trade, wanted to leave Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Boston thinking, Yeah, I'm gonna leave these guys, I'm gonna show them the way and he realized that shit was not easy as he thought it was. They didn't need him. And that's the shit LeBron and everybody in the Cleveland organization basically try to tell him behind closed doors, like, okay, the grass ain't always green on the other side, bro. Right. So now I think Kyrie's really having that humbling moment where it's like, you know, LeBron, that's why he said those comments earlier. Yeah. Season, I couldn't believe it. Was like, he was so real. Yeah, I couldn't he, believe it. He's young. People forget how young Kyrie yeah, he's is. 26. He's a young guy. I think like, he might have just turned 27. Very, yeah. Yeah, he's a very young kid, so he's still kind of like, no, not immature, but it's stupid. like the same time he's still young. It's stupid. So it's like, what it is. yeah, he's still thinking. He got like a kind of like he's a he's a he's a he's a different guy. Like everybody I spoke to, like he's a different guy. You know what I'm saying? So I think he came to Boston with the mentality like I'm gonna leave y'all, and those young guys, you know, Tatum, Brown, Rozier, all those guys. They like yo, they still trying to make their name in the league, mm-hmm. trying to get their second contract. So it's like. Bro, we was cooking without you last year. Yeah. We was one game from the finals, you know, from LeBron, like, you know, ripping our heart out in game seven in Boston. But we was one game from the whole, you know, going to the finals. And then you come in here. So now it's like, I think that was like a bad mix from the start where you come in saying, yeah, we're going to do it this way or, you know, behind closed doors. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm doing, we're going to do things my way. And I think they had that clash all year. You saw it. Like, they started out like 10 to 10, 500. Mm And then they you started saw it but, like but this is but this is what I said. I I said to everyone. I said the problem is that Kyrie obviously is the best player on that team. It's not a question. The problem is when he came last year and he was injured and that team rose up and still balled and shared the ball. They was playing great basketball. They were playing good defense. They had nothing to lose. You know, when you have nothing to lose, you just out here just playing basketball and having fun and seeing what happens. And they played great together. And Kyrie had to sit there and watch that. And so I think his ego may have gotten involved. And instead of Brad Stevens, making sure because this is your coach's main job in the NBA like you really have to coach personalities and yeah, I yeah you got to manage ego yes yeah. and I think he did a poor job of first establishing that it's Kyrie's team it really was his team and when you don't establish that with your your other players and you don't let them know like it's his team everybody's not on the same page you know and even if Kyrie 
is an asshole, even if he's cocky, whatever, as long as Nick, it's so many cocky guys in the NBA, it's so many disrespectful guys on teams that we all love, but we don't hear about it because the team is on the same page. They all know this is our guy. This is our go-to guy. He's probably going to get the majority of the ball. He's going to get the ball in the big moments. But they didn't establish that with Kyrie. It was almost like everybody was like, nah, nigga, nah, we all going to share. And you can't do that. Brad Stevens had to check his team or say it ain't Kyrie's team. Say whose team it is, but it needs to be one guy that's the leader, and it wasn't Kyrie. It was it was, Let me tell you what it was it everybody. Is. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. What what it is too that nobody. I, heard, I haven't seen anybody say it, but Brad Stevens is not a confrontational person. Yeah, yeah. You could tell by his demeanor. Mm-hmm. So like he's not like a Ty Lue or a Doc Rivers that's gonna get in players' asses. Like yeah. yo, bro. Like you know. Nobody's that's scared why of that him. stuff. Yeah, that stuff festers throughout a whole course of an 82 game season in the playoffs because he doesn't never like have those confrontational moments with guys in the locker room or on the plane or, you know, behind mm-hmm. closed doors. I don't I really don't think he has that personality. I can agree people very well. Like he don't mm-hmm. really seem like that type of guy. So yeah. like that's why that team has been in shambles because I I do think he's a good coach, but I think he's a good college basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Just like just like Billy Donovan with the Thunder. Like he's a great two time national championship college coach in Florida. But mm-hmm. you see how Oklahoma City Thunder, like they have so much talent. But it's like they can never just seem to get it right. And it's like this, they don't yeah. have the right guy. It's not the right fit. And a coaching fit is the same as players fitting yep. on the team. Like it's just as important. Have the fit. It's yeah. very important. People so underestimate this shit, that. This shit, this, shit, this shit that the Lakers are doing right now, all these names I'm hearing floating around potential uh, candidates. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, you got LeBron James? You got the LeBron James <laughs> with, with three or four – Still has three or four good years left, and you out here talking about you going to interview JB Bickerstaff and Mike Woodson and Frank Vogel and I like no disrespect to those guys, but like when you LeBron, say bro. when you say no disrespect, you about to disrespect somebody. But yeah, let me, disrespect, bro. <laughs> stop talking about the Lakers. I ain't ready for the Lakers yet. Hold on. Okay. okay. We got to talk about where Kyrie's going next year. Do you have any? option you have any ideas that you know there could be the lakers they could return to the celtics probably not clippers some Knicks, dude, nets some dude some dude heard so i'm hearing whispers that there might be a reunion ah <laughs> yes that's music to my ears and i feel like right now what's happening with the lakers fuck that we want to talk about the lakers now what's happening with the lakers right now is making me feel like it's not going to happen because i'm starting to think lebron might want to leave now this shit is getting out of hand they fucking protesting yeah. in front of staples did you see that shit man i've seen that shit today and i was like this is very embarrassing it's for a so- franchise that has so much history this is some shit that you would see the clippers do yeah, that's why Clipper Darrell like, was there cracking jokes and laughing. There was these Phoenix yeah, Suns like, fans there you know. laughing like, we're so glad it's not just us. I'm like, what like, the fuck? I can't believe it. Like, I, I'm sitting here watching it. Even yesterday when I heard they was doing it, I was like, do the Lakers organization realize how bad the optics are? Like, optics are everything. Like, public perception and everybody saying your franchise is a joke now. Like, you're a laughing, you're a laughing stock right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be that when you've got a max salary spot in the summer. He's trying to recruit free agents to come play yeah. for the Lakers. That should Who be a no brainer. to that shit show? Exactly. So it's like a player will be kind of hesitant. Just like, yo, y'all doing shit like that over there. Like y'all already looking like, like you know, a dysfunctional team. Like y'all looking like the Trump administration. That's why I was saying today on Twitter, yeah. like there's some real shady shit going on behind closed doors between you know the Bus family, Jeannie Bus, Kurt mm-hmm. Rambis shit, like. How did Kurt Rambis become and his wife? The guy with, yeah, I know his wife. Like, how did how are these people making the executive decisions on coaches and coaching staff? And then, like, the shit they did to Ty Lue is crazy. Like, how are you going to tell this man for one? We only going to offer you three years when you asking for five. Mm-hmm. You a world championship coach? Eighteen million. Yeah. So then, on top of that, we only going to offer you three years, and we're going to say, look, we want. You know, we want this guy to be on your coaching staff, or we want this guy to be on your coaching staff. Why do you like, think no, they're doing that? Her. Like, what does that mean? Because they, they're trying to have control. Like, they, if if they're saying we we want Kurt Ramis on the coaching staff, that's like you like giving that man full autonomy to 
say, I'm, I'm the head coach. I'm to my staff. I'm running this ship. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm guiding this ship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's There's basically no got trust. somebody. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, by them saying they wanted Kurt Ramis on the staff, that's saying like, we're, like, we're, this guy has a terrible track record as a head coach when he was with the Timberwolves. He's been a terrible executive. Like, he doesn't have a, a good track record doing anything other than, like, other than his basketball career where he was a hustle man and, you know, he was a decent player. But outside of his playing career as a coach and a front office guy, he's not Jerry West. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not talking about Jerry West right now or guys like that, like Bob Myers with Golden State. Like, that's the type of guys the Lakers need in their front office making real basketball decisions. And, you know, you would think that, you know, Ty Lue would come with a certain amount of, of, of respect. He's a, he's an Hello? ex-pro. He played for the Lakers. He has a championship. He's already coached LeBron. Like, what? Like, and then there's like, they're, I heard they were trying to force him to have Jason Kidd as, as an assistant also, which I don't. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't, I don't doubt Jason Kidd could be all right, but you can't make somebody do something. Like, you, what are you hiring him for then? That just means you don't trust him and you don't respect what he comes with. And that's why he walked away from it. That's why he said, you know what, man, I'm good. <laughs> that that looked so old. bad when he did. That I was so embarrassed as a Laker fan. I was just like, niggas is saying, uh, now nah, we good? Like, what? <laughs> With LeBron there? I bet LeBron probably told him, like, hey, dog, it ain't what you want. They tripping. Do you think there's any chance LeBron would want to leave? I mean, me personally, without anything I've heard, like, I've been sitting around thinking about it myself. Like, you know what, bro? Like, I had to reach out, but, like, I've been, like, so close to reaching out and saying, bro, like, <laughs> like hey, look, bro. Like, where we going? Hey, Say, where we going? Miko like, want to know where we going. Like, listen. <laughs> me and Miko. I said <laughs> this. I, this is my own personal opinion. This is a personal take on where he's at right now in his career. Like, the Laker move was cool for the fan, you know, the, the, all the pandemonium that came with it, the hype last summer, July 4th weekend. It was crazy. Now all the dust unsettled, the honeymoon over. You know, he got injured during the season, so he missed 18 games. They didn't make the playoffs. I feel like they would have been a good playoff team if he would have never got hurt. But, you know, things worked out a different way. Season ended. Okay. But all this shit that's transpiring now, like this offseason, I mean, I'm sorry, like the Lakers offseason so far, far as trying to find a coach and all this mm-hmm. shit. You know, Magic Johnson stepping down, saying I'm good, I'm out of yeah. here. Like, that's got to make you feel like, yo, y'all brought me all the way here for this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, I personally feel like the perfect place for LeBron James to go right now at this stage of his career is two places where he will be adored and treated with like a lot of uh, love. Like the fans will be like, yo, we are proud and we happy to see him play every night. We not critiquing him and we not comparing him to Kobe. We not comparing him every time he have a bad game or miss a free throw. We comparing Kobe with it did this. I already knew that going in. Right. We all I think he would be perfect in a place like Portland mm. with Dane. See, I already told you I wanted to play with Dane. Ooh. Mm. Wow. That's what I think. I like Portland. I like Dame. I already told you that I wanted Dame to be traded to the Lakers two years ago. I was like, after this I year, with Dame he's going to be a- it's like well, It's like probably my second favorite player in the world for the last couple of years. I watched yeah. him on him like all the time. So what's up with this dude Palinka? Like, what? What? Why does everybody hate him? Like, what is it? What, why did LeBron go he, there if everybody hated him? No, I, I don't. I don't really say this word often. It's a funny word, but he is a douchebag, man. <laughs> like, he just a schmuck. Like everything about him. Like, when you actually look at him now, when they put the camera on him, when you see him on like video or he's somewhere, you be like, yo, this dude really used to hoop for Michigan. Like, he don't even look like he used to play ball. Like, mm. I, I just feel like he played ball. You know how you got those guys that play ball, but sometimes they don't really know basketball. No ball, yeah. like, I, don't think, I don't think he really understands basketball. Like, I don't think Rob Belinka being a GM, he don't even sit around and watch film like I do. And I'm not even the NBA GM. I watch film like every day of players, these random mm. players. Like, I don't think he's like a basketball purist. Like, I really live and breathe this shit. He's like the Mark, um the guy with the Taylor Soups, the Armani so how did he guy that wanna look. Because like it's a lot of kiss ass people in in those in those areas of business in the NBA. Like 
favor for a favor, or I, I'm gonna do like you remember mm-hmm. he used to be an agent. He was, yeah. he was an agent. Yeah. Like he just stepped away from that shit and said, you know what, I'm gonna be a GM. Like he's done a horrible job. Like he's like totally incompetent. Like the shit you saw with the uh, Anthony Davis trade rumors and all the shit that went public about everybody they were trying to trade and that shit backfired in the Lakers' face. That's all incompetence on your behalf as a GM. Like you're not supposed to let that shit leak out like that. How did it, what happened with the emails? Like, what was, how come we don't know what, what was said on the emails and made Magic step down? Like, why we don't know yet? What is TMZ's problem? Why haven't they, they what? They, there were some emails, right? That oh, pe- yeah, I heard rumors about that, yeah. So, do you even, did you hear what, because I haven't heard what the email said, but apparently it was something disrespectful to Magic, and that was probably yeah. the reason that he stepped down. But do you know what the email said? Because I was thinking it might have made, I, had something to do with him being HIV positive or, or you know, <laughs> possibly being homosexual. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what it, it was. It, it had to be some really wild shit for yeah. Magic to say, you know what? I'm out. I don't went, went to LeBron James' house last July and told this guy everything he needed to hear to convince him to say, I'm coming there. And then within a few months, it's like, now nah, I'm gone, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, that's why just I'm like, home. they had to be shitting on him, like being super disrespectful or something. Yeah, I think I think some wild shit went down. And I, I've heard some wild stories about Polinka even before this whole shit happened, back when he was the agent. So it's like, he just a douchebag. Like, he got a bad reputation around the league. And that's why it's hurt the Lakers, even with the Pelicans trade situation. A lot of other teams and a lot of other GMs and front offices don't like doing business with Rob Polinka. So it, that's yeah. what's hurting and handicapping the Lakers trying to make these trades for AD or certain guys, even this summer. That's why I honestly feel like, because I actually heard this, like Magic Johnson wanted to fire Luke Wall and Ann Palenka, and Jeannie Buss was like, no, nah, she didn't want to do that. So he's so close and tight with Jeannie that he was like, you know what, I don't want to really mess up and fracture our relationship, mm-hmm. so I'm gone. I'm out. And that's what I think really happened. I, I heard mm-hmm. that from several people, so. That's why I think, like, now they're stuck in a situation where it's like, Magic Johnson done hit the eject button on y'all, and now y'all stuck with Rob Palenka. That's the guy that Magic was trying to get rid of, and now you're stuck with him. So is there a chance? She done tore her draws. She might be in over her head. Is there any chance that she gets rid of him and that the Lakers can be restored? They can get another free agent in here and turn it around? Because I... I mean, I'm I'm a Laker fan until I die. It's just what it is. But I'm a LeBron fan, and so I'm just trying to figure out if he's staying. Like we can't be losing like this. Like we need some guys to come in here. And is there a chance that a big market free agent is gonna come into this shitstorm and still like turn it around? I mean, I'm hoping so. Like this, I feel like that's the only chance they're gonna have with keeping LeBron. Like this year, they mm-hmm. gotta get a big fish. Like they gotta get Kyrie Irving. Like, worst-case scenario, Jimmy Butler, maybe Kimball Walker, those guys can help because they mm-hmm. still got a lot of young players. But they're going to have to make a splash move, like make a big trade, maybe get AD to come, maybe Kawhi Leonard. I'm hearing that Kawhi Leonard is, like, a real sleeper to come to L.A., the Lakers. Yeah. A lot of people are saying Clippers. But, like, LeBron is, like, really making a push on the low to really try to convince Kawhi. We see him. If, we, I, can, if, see if him. I can have – if I can have anybody play with LeBron at this stage, at this stage of his career, it would be Kawhi Leonard. Man, he should have came before he even went to Toronto. I was nervous when he went to Toronto because I was like, they're going to be better. He makes them better. And if they win, Kawhi don't seem like the type of nigga that want to hop around. Like, he, he probably yeah, he just don't stay hop there. Around, yeah. You know, and Toronto is welcoming open arms. You know, like, it seems like a good fit. So, I hope that he's open it. to I love him. it. I love his game. I yeah. love his game. Oh I think him and LeBron would be like yeah. a perfect competitor. And he don't want to say nothing. He don't. He's not going to talk. No, he ain't going to got nothing to say. He, he's, he just want to hoop. He just want to play, play basketball, basketball and, and leave me alone. And that would be great. That would, that would be great for him. <clears throat> uh, moving on. I, I'm praying for the best. And I just want to tell the Lakers fans, just for, so you guys know, the front office headquarters is in El Segundo. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's not there. They not <laughs> nobody can hear you. They, they can't. They can't fucking hear you, bro. Like I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, let's go ahead over to Portland uh, and Denver. This is probably one of the craziest um, 
series of the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. I had Portland winning this series. Um, I, I'm not sure anymore. After game three, I was just like, uh, I'm not sure. But um, it's exciting. Um, the big man, uh, Jokic, is incredible. Denver's playing yeah. much better than I thought they would. Uh, McCollum, wow. Uh, I never know who's going to win every game. It's just You just never know. What do you think of this series? I mean, I think it's been the most exciting series yeah. in the playoffs so far. Like, I like both teams. Like, I'm a, I, I really like Jamal Murray. I like him. I feel like uh, Calipari held him back in Kentucky. Like, he's showing that right now. Like, mm-hmm. he's one of the best isolation players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm real cool with CJ McClellan. I, I like CJ game. I, I really follow him, you know, for a long time. Uh, Dame is one of my, I can say, he's probably my second favorite player in the whole NBA. I like Dame. I'm, I'm a fan of them guys. So, um, I'm hoping that Portland wins because I want to see Portland play in the conference finals. That's I want I Dame want. to finally get that. I want Dame to get that recognition for people to say, you know, he got a chance to go to the finals. You know, get to the conference finals. Anything can happen once you get to the conference Anything. finals. Anything. So, um, the funniest thing about the series to me, though, is how Rodney Hood actually decided that he want to play. My basketball. nigga, where was this in <laughs> Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> like. It, it's not a shock. It, I mean, it's not a shocker. It's not a surprise, though. That's the point. Because he like, was balling before he came. That was the purpose of getting him. But then he got there, and it was yeah. almost like he got stage fright or something. But he's such a he's such an enigma. Like he's such a like he's a strange player. Like I've talked to his former coaches, like mm-hmm. before he got to the NBA, like during the playoffs last year. It was like that's the same thing we used to tell him when he was in school. Like, bro, you're good. Like he's one of those guys that I feel like he always needs that that uh, confirmation from either a coach or a teammate. And see, I don't like, like, yo, nigga, cook, bro. I don't like, like guys like yeah. that. I don't. Yeah, it's strange. It's, it's weird that guys are like that, like kids, all the way up to college, the pros. Like, this guy a professional, but he still has to be – somebody has to, like, basically, like, hype him up or get him to play like that. Because when you see him do the things that he does, like even uh, the last game, game six, and a couple other games in the series, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, that's a legit 25-point a game to do. Like, he can yeah. score on anybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, why can't you play like this when, when, like I said, you was in Cleveland last year, you was in the finals, and it's like, I don't think it's totally his fault because that series, that's like, I like Ty Lue, but at the same time, he's always been suspect as far as his rotations and guys he, because I feel like he didn't play hood enough. You know, if you, if, you, if you look back to the finals last year, he didn't have hood playing pretty much the whole playoffs and the finals. And that He waited till they was down like 3-0, and he put him in game Amen. four, and he played well. Yeah. So it's like like it was when the pressure was off low key. Yeah. You can't play games with a guy that's already kinda like mentally kinda like you Pussy. know, he's kinda different anyway. Pussy. So it's like but like overall, I'm rooting for Portland. I want to see yeah. Portland and Houston in the uh conference finals. You wanna see Portland and Houston in the finals. Yeah, I wanna okay. see you tell Brent tell his Brent his his boys by the uh, Let's get on this series. So so first of all, let me just start off by saying this. The Rockets have squandered three wins in this series already. Game one and game yep. two could have been won by the Rockets. Last night, not last night, night before should have been won by the Rockets. They had the momentum. Once um, KD went down, the Rockets didn't take advantage of the opportunity. They could have fucking shit on them right then and there, and they didn't. They, yep. they continue to lose games because they're trying not to, not to lose. But that's why I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them. I think they, they lose tonight. I think they lose. Oh, do you think they win? I think they win tonight. I think the Rockets win tonight. They're gonna have momentum. They're gonna be at home. They're gonna be a crazy crowd. That's the only thing I, I, I believe in is that the home crowd is gonna hype them up. But they just keep finding reasons to lose. The problem with the Rockets, and I've been saying this for the last couple of years, they always get to this situation, and and it's their style of play. Like, their style of play is very good in the regular season. It's even good in certain, like, most of the stretches of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But in certain key moments, their shot selection, those crazy-ass step-back Harden, their shot selection always comes back to bite them. Like, mm-hmm. in those moments where you just need a bucket, like, they don't believe in the mid-range at all. They yeah. don't have any faith in If you watch them play, there's no driving to the basket, really, no pull-up mid-range. And that's why I feel like, Chris Paul, my boy, like, that's my guy. 
But like he even though, like he gotta he gotta bring it more offensively and get more assertive offensively and get to the mid range mm-hmm. and get those easy those easy two pointers instead of everybody on the team selling for three. Yeah. Everybody selling for three. Even in Sh- they got Shumpert out there thinking he fucking my God. Uh, Dale Ellis. And then when yeah, he hits like, a couple bro, of them, then he just won't stop shooting. Oh, uh, it's on. It's uh, I, on. I'm my ass off. The last game that he hit a couple, I said, man, that's fool's gold. Yeah. Like, he's one of the biggest fool's gold three-point mm-hmm. shooters there is. Mm-hmm. Like, when he played with LeBron, he'd be like, oh, shit, if he make one early, he's going to shoot the rest of the game. Yeah. And then right when we need a good shot, he's going to take a bad shot like he did the other night. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I think the Rockets going to pull it out. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be different without KD. I think they're going to have um, – that's why I feel like they're supposed to win this game and they just won't. This is supposed to be an easy, this is supposed to be a win. You're at home, you're in Houston, KD is out. Aisha over here begging for attention from other niggas. Steph ain't shooting the ball well. Like, this is supposed to be a win, but I can't believe it. I can't believe, I, I don't believe because they have, they're I'm supposed hoping. to win three other games already. This series is supposed to be over with already. When have you seen I'm Steph play that, like this? When? You're right. I'm, I'm just hoping the liars lie one more time. I hope they lie tonight, and <laughs> they lie tonight. I, I just want to. I just want to see those guys because we all know, you know, if we take KD out the equation, these core guys that's left on the They're team liars. right now, that's the, those that's are liars. The liar. Those are liars. You know what I'm saying? Like KD, he threw here a liar too when they was up three one on throw today. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the official seventy three and nine, and they lied. Big those liars. liars That's they, who playing tonight. They, they out there. The big liars yeah, are playing, playing tonight. tonight. So I'm saying, like, I want to see how those guys are going to respond if they go back home and all the pressure is on them again, like it was in 2016 against Cleveland at Game Seven. Mm. What you going to do, bro? Because Curry, as good as Curry is, he get real loosey goosey with the ball and turn the ball yeah. over and make bad passes and all that. So it's like. I just want to see game seven just to see. I want to see two things. I want to see how Golden State can respond in game seven at home without mm-hmm. KD, like saving the day. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how James Harden, because this is legacy shit right here. Yeah. This, this is, is legacy. He thought his little 50 point wins, all those, all those games, all those 50 and 60 points, legacy. That's not legacy, nigga. That's in 82. Yeah, I that like them. That means, like, I like them. Yeah. I, I've grown, the legacy I've grown happens like after them. April 20th when the playoffs start. Yep. As I said the other night, I like those guys with these stats. That shit is cool, man. But like mm-hmm. when you get here, like when here, nigga, when you get here, here nigga? it's like when you get here, bro, it's like we in the semifinals, the conference semifinals. You can't get close in the fourth quarter when you've been scoring like right. that all year, bro. Right. But yeah, tonight, you can't do that. I think he's going to drop like, I think Hard is going to have about 37, 38 tonight. Win. And then game seven, I need to see. I need to see a, a legendary performance from him. I need to see Chris You need Paul the 50 on like game this. seven. Because if he get 36 tonight, that's a, that looks like a team win. That looks like he shared the ball. Everybody was involved. Yeah, he need like, 40, he need like 45, at least 45, 42. He needs in that range the next two games. He need to average 40 the next two games. Do you do you think let let's let's talk about Aisha one second because I I'm I'm a female who is married to an athlete, and I'm a firm believer in um, what's happening at home happens on the field, and for me people people think that some of the things that I've said about my husband or his teammate or whatever uh, caused some type of drama. First of all, everything I've said has been true. Uh, I've never shit on a single player outside of. Ryan Tannehill I'm never even taking shots at coaches but people try to compare her to me all the time and me personally ain't no fucking way in hell I would ever go on a platform as big as Jada Pinkett Smith and say I need attention from other niggas because I haven't gotten it in 10 years and my husband gets it. That shit is crazy, Just, right? And it's probably true. A lot of women feel like that. A lot of women feel like, damn, I, why ain't nobody whistling at me? Why my DMs ain't full? But that's not a conversation you have in public. You have that conversation with your homegirls and your man. And I'm trying to figure out why she felt comfortable. Jada, they not your friend, Aisha. That should have never aired. I would have deleted if I had her on my podcast and she said that. I would have edited that out. I would have been like, "This ain't it, boo. You you shouldn't say this. Like it's embarrassing to your husband." And and it, I don't give a fuck how true it is. I got some truths 
I could tell a lot of motherfuckers about what I would like from my husband or from other niggas or from, I'm not going to open my mouth and say that while the playoffs is going on. Like, I, I don't understand. What would you do? It's a you, lack of, go it, ahead. It's a lack of self-awareness. Like I, when I saw her and I saw people tweeting on both sides, they made remarks on both sides of, yeah. the, of the conversation. And I was like, are y'all really understanding what she said? Like, I, I felt the same way. I was like, she's basically saying, like what you said, like, she's really saying in a public forum with other celebrities, where she knows millions of people going to see that. Yeah. And it's like, you basically saying you want you want some outside strokes. Like, you want some other dudes. You want some so outside like, dick. You, you're, you're thinking about it, and you said it. Like, that's what you, you don't want this, okay, what's up, you cute. Like, you want some niggas, like, to be in your DMs or in your comments, gassing you up. Like, I feel like I've always thought this about, like, their whole situation. They kind of, like, if you really peep her, like, she kind of different, man. Like, she ain't really, she's not really, like, from the hood or from that type of environment, that background. Mm-hmm. So they kind of grew up kind of different. So she got a, she gives me the vibe of, like, the, the girl that was kind of sheltered or had, a, you know, came up in a nice household, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. grew up in a nice environment, both parents pretty much. But at the same time, you're not around, like, not you haven't been exposed to, like, other people and, and hung out with, like, different girls that... You know what the problem... Not necessarily... The, the true problem, Cuss, is that she didn't have a whole face. That's it. I was just... I was she just didn't about to have say, a whole face, dog. That's what I was getting to. Like, she ain't been through that phase of her life. Where niggas is chasing you around, you might fuck... Fuck on a couple of random niggas here and there. Like she been with Steph <laughs> for ten years. She might not have had no other dick, maybe one before him. And I think that she, she had three kids, two of them back to back. She's squishy. I'm gonna just call her squishy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She's lacking confidence in herself. Here's what, here's what it is too. Like this, this space. This is basically the way I can summarize it. This is what I thought about it. Like, basically, it's not just her. Other females doing this right now, as we speak. And that's why I say mental illness all the time on social media. I be posting that shit on Twitter. And people, at first, they was like, oh, man, that's mean. And they realize what I'm saying. They realize what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, this stuff that she's doing is basically the thing that a lot of women are doing because they sit on Instagram all day and they see other women, whether they regular women or bottle chicks or bartenders or strippers or, or hoes. Fun buns, as I call them. They see these women, and they see their bodies, their asses, you know, their surgery and post-surgery. Mm-hmm. And they really start to compare themselves to these women, like, physically. Like, you see it every day on social media. Like, oh, I want a body like her. Well, I got to go starve myself and eat, you know, and eat save three up or go, to, go somewhere yeah, gotta, and get I, surgery. I gotta, yeah, I got to look like her. So, Behind closed doors, I think she'd be on her phone just like every normal person, and she just scrolling through Instagram like, "Damn, these bitches bad out here." And it's like, I don't have a couple. And probably kids. worry because they be in Steph D. And I'm sitting around like, it. "Damn, you know, my my my, my husband like a well known one of the top five most famous basketball players in the world. He's a well known international superstar, and ain't no dude trying to holler at me. So I know the girl's trying to holler at him everywhere he go. So it's like, damn." And it's like, like you said, you're not supposed to say that shit to no, nobody else. Yeah, you have else, every right to feel that way. Because lo- I feel a lot of ways about certain shit that I don't publicly say. But you just don't do that to him. It's like she needed some media training. Like somebody should have told her. She said that in front of his mama, too. His they mama said, was... Ho, 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 change the subject. Like, uh, yeah, like his like, mama no. sat through that. Oh, that's because you're not looking. You're beautiful. Like, she didn't want to hear that shit. She didn't want to hear she's beautiful. Nah, she, nah, she didn't want to hear that. Nah, she didn't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I... Aisha lost me when she said she was self-made. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. You are not self-made, boo-boo, but it's okay that you think you are. But for me personally, and I'm, you know, I'm just that type of bitch. I was thinking after every, after the dust settled and I, you know, I, I had a little bit of time to process the whole thing that she said. It made me think that this was like, there, there was an agenda behind this. Like she might've been trying to send a message to Steph. Like, hey, nigga, like, he probably cheating, like most niggas be. I don't give a fuck what y'all saying. Black men don't cheat, whatever. He probably cheated or stepped out or she (laughs) caught him doing some shit. And she probably now, like, she wants some energy in her DM so he could could have a little pressure on him now. She could have been trying to do it. Steph Curry, light skin with green eyes. Like, you know he's shooting this shit. 
the best shooter in the world. So you know he's shooting a shot out here in real life. Right. Girl, like, come on. Man. And I think she might have just been like, you know, let me see what I can get in my DMs. Let me let me see who gonna holler and put some pressure on him and make him uncomfortable. Because now it's like the, the wolves is out now. I know she got so many dicks in her DMs. So, <laughs> so, she probably got so much shit in there now. And I I bet you she she might be happy now. She might be like, oh look, niggas is on me now, but for the wrong reasons, boo-boo. And I yeah. I find it I find it hard to believe that nobody's been in her DMs to try to holler. I don't think she's unattractive at all. Is the game she, is the game or oh, damn you on West Coast time? I'm about oh, to the game, game about to start soon, it. right? Oh, it's on right now. Yeah, it just started. Let's hurry up. But Aisha, girl, call me. Call me. That was the wrong platform. Okay, I get it. You're you you have every right to feel that way, but we all feel like that. But girl, you yeah, call she me. She needs to be around from OG. She needs yeah. some OG man. She needs some OG women around her. Um, moving on because the game just started. We got to get out of here. Um, so, uh, shit. What what was I talking about? God damn it! What other game we got to talk about? Raptors Sixers. What's happening? Game seven is Sunday. This should have been an easy yeah. win for the Raptors. Uh, ben Simmons had twenty one. He he came out of his out of his shell. Most of them was layups. But still, he was actually shooting the ball. Um, the Raptors, I feel like they had such a great game uh, six that I – mean, great game five that they thought that the Sixers were going to roll over and they didn't. Yeah, what are exactly, the chances yeah. that the Raptors are not going to pull this out? I mean, I think it's up in the air now because anytime you're dealing with Embiid and, like I said, you've got Simmons, you got Bo, you got pretty much three All-Stars. So you don't want to, like, Play put yourself well. in this situation. But they in this situation now, like I said, like, they kind of, like, I, like you said, I thought they thought this series was over, and mm-hmm. they had them guys like dead in the water, and they like took them for granted this game. But um, I'm rooting for the Raptors because I just want to keep seeing Kawhi Leonard play. Honestly, yeah. like I just love watching him play, so I'm rooting for the Raptors to win this. But I think it's going to be like a toss up. Like I, if I had to bet on anybody right now, like I, it's really a tough decision. Yeah, it is for me too, and yeah, I, I'm it's, I'm it's che- I'm a Kawhi fan. I'm a, I'm cheering for the Raptors, but they just haven't convinced me that they're ready. Because I feel like even if they get out of this series, I'm afraid that Milwaukee's going to smack them if they don't bring it yeah. every night. They're struggling with controlling the paint, you know, like just little things that shouldn't be happening, you know. And I and I feel like a part of it is because Gasol is out out shooting threes, and which is good for this series. They need to bring him beat out. But at the on the other side, they got to control the rebounds. They got to control the paint. They can't just allow Embiid to be down there doing whatever he wants. Yeah, because he's he a problem. Like, he, he's like, there's no matchup for him in the NBA. So mm-hmm. I think that I, it's going to come down to Embiid. Like, I think he's got to have a monster game because you can't really depend on Simmons to have back-to-back performance Cannot. like that. So I think Cannot. He might not even gonna, shoot more than five down. times again. No, nah, he, he ain't really looking at, at the rim at all to pull up and shoot no jump shot. So I think it's going to come down to uh, Embiid in the paint, and then it's going to be Jimmy Butler going to have to step up and get at least 25, 30. But the Raptors, the Raptors going to have a tough See, I can got to step up. Yeah, Siakam got to step up. I know he's playing. He kind of playing like injured right now with the calf, I think. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. They're going to have to step it up because I think either way it goes, I don't think nobody in the East going to beat Milwaukee this year. Anyway, so I and I picked Toronto early. I'm not gonna lie. I picked Toronto when the playoffs first started. I picked Toronto to come out of the East, <clears throat> and I don't feel that way anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I can honestly say it. I, you know, I, I what, what the biggest disappointment for me is Kyle Lowry. I felt like he was gonna play better. He hasn't been. Sergi Baca hasn't been doing what he needs to do. Van Vliet. Nah. These are the guys that got them here. These three guys are the glue of the Toronto Raptors. And and those three can't be – they all can't have a bad game. You can't. You cannot. You know, it, it's not going to work out. And so if those three – Kawhi can do, have a triple-double. He had, He's averaging a double-double. He can have a triple-double, and it won't matter if these other guys – don't step up and help him. And that's what's making yeah. me nervous. That's that's it right there. It's not Kawhi. He's doing his job. You know, but it's just he need those other guys need to step up because the Sixers are, are get, getting a lot of shit from everybody. Harris is doing good. JJ Reddick is coming through. Uh this whoever this Mike Scott nigga, like it's Mike Scott, yeah. Niggas is coming out giving giving everything they have and Toronto can't just yeah. sit back and think it's over. They gonna need that. They gonna need that dude with the turban. Them sub in, you know. 
the boy to be sitting courtside every game. <laughs> or Drake, Drake, like a Drake, be having laughing at the game. My nigga, <laughs> classic Drake. I don't care what nobody say. He's entertaining as hell. Is I it like is to funny. see him at the games. Either way, win or lose, it's gonna be some shit. Whether his face is all <laughs> smug, he mad, or he talking his shit because they winning. It's it's a good time. Yeah, Either way, it's crazy. Well, I'm gonna let you go, dogs. We got to get out of here. Game started. I want to. I want to watch as well. But um, thank you so much for joining me on my my year three anniversary. I appreciate you so much. And we gotta meet one day. We have to meet, dog. I'm in L.A. the whole summer. Come kick it with LeBron and, and invite me. Oh, you can be there the whole summer? To I'm like, here what, every like summer. How long you be out there? To July, August? Like, how long? And probably until uh, football season starts. Whenever he, he goes somewhere, I'm there till then. We get there first week right, of June. I, I, was just talk, I was just talking to somebody about going out there. So, like, I, we're, we're definitely going to link up when I come out there. Because like, this is summer I got to come out there, man. Because, like, on. the whole Nipsey thing, yes. after the Nipsey thing happened, I was just like, man, I, I just got to, like. Come on to the just, West I just Coast. felt like. I just got to come to the West Coast just to visit, man. Just to just to feel the, the different scenery, man. Yeah, you need to come to the Drew League. Come watch the Drew League. When that's they start in June, right? First week of June. First week of June it starts. You got to come see a Drew and League I'm, game. Ain't nothing like the Drew League, dog. I don't care what nobody. I've been to a lot of fucking summer pro leagues. Ain't I'm, nothing I'm gonna like come. The Drew that's, my, that's my word. I'm gonna come. Like we go a bunch of the same guys, same people. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna try to come out there. Okay. Well, link up, my nigga. Link up. Gotta and we'll it. talk again in the in the finals. We're going to talk again. I appreciate you having me. Third year, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Don't, don't worry about what nobody's talking about. All these motherfuckers out here. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Peace. Shout out, Cuffs, for joining me again. Um, if you guys haven't heard us on before please go back into the archives and check out some of the the times that he's been on he's hilarious he's very very knowledgeable um he's well connected i fuck with everything that he says including his opinionated things because it's not coming from a bullshit point of view it's coming you know with facts and sources and information um i wish him the best on his gym and everything that he has going on and i appreciate you guys once again thank you so so much for rocking with me and here's to another year of the iheart miko podcast see you guys next time peace they do anything for clout. Do anything Look, for clout. Whole lot of people need to hear this. It's a lot of names on my hit list. Mom still say what he wants to. Pussy still wet like a big bitch. I should run a whole blog at this rate. They using my name for clickbait. Bitches even wanna stop fake beef. Just sell a little weave in a mixtape. They know I'm the bomb, they're ticking me off. Say anything to get a response. I know that mean, they traffic is slow. Somebody just gotta purchase a lot. So for being tamed, I'd rather be well. Bitches is brandy, they wanna be down. Soon as these bitches got something to sell, they say my name, say my name. Destiny child. Everybody wanna be lit. Everybody wanna be rich. Everybody wanna be this. If fuss you, I'll hate me, bitch. Bring my problems and suck my dick. All that talking, I'm calling it out. Public opinions from private accounts. You not a check, then you gotta bounce. I got the drip, come get it now. They do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. Bitches is mad, bitches is trash. Ask of the grouch. See me win, they gotta hurt. Ouch. Say when they see me, what they gon' do? Not from the couch, back. Do anything for club. They do anything for club. Do anything for club. They do anything.